done something that I was going to say you're not going to approve of it. Well, you're definitely not going to understand it. You might also disapprove of it, but but you're not going to. Have you got any idea what I might be talking about that you would? Eh, you just not understand it. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to understand it. <laughs> there are many uh-huh. things that I don't understand, <laughs> to be honest. So we're we're in September. Yeah, it's just yeah. I've ordered my Christmas tree. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> okay, yeah. No, see, that doesn't quite compute for me. You've, so you've ordered it. Do you not just go and buy yeah, one? Put it, they're everywhere. I put a deposit. No, but they're not. Well, you have to reserve people, it. People. Well, not normally, but for people outside of the UK listening to this, there's there's been lots of talk of shortages. Oh God! Right, there's shortages so, of some, everything at the moment. People love Some to pa- call it... You're a panic buyer, aren't you? That's you. No, I'm, well, I'm just... <laughs> You're buying a Christmas Look, tree in September. You must be a panic buyer. No, it hasn't been delivered. I don't have it in my garden in September. I've just... Basically, what it is, again, for those outside of the UK, there's been a lot of talk at the moment. You probably read about it. The petrol shortage. Mm. I haven't run out and desperately tried to fill up. Hang, hang on, I'm going to jump in here and say, I don't think people outside of the UK have read about our petrol shortage. <laughs> I think they might have done. No, I, don't isn't think, it quite a, I don't think this is making news in America. It, I'm afraid. Isn't it quite a big? Isn't it quite? Isn't it quite a big thing? Because there isn't it's really not. a petrol shortage. It was a little bit of a problem, and then everybody's panic bought the petrol. So now there's a shortage because people because mm. ten petrol stations had to close or something like that. Anyway, it got hyped. So it's not even really a, a thing. It's sort of it was just the panic buying nature of people it's become a if thing. you're listening outside of the uk and you've heard about the petrol shortage please and then, then and with brexit and also the shortage of, of lorry drivers there's talk there'll be shortage of christmas presents and christmas food and turkeys it's not loo roll as in during the pandemic mm. when everyone bought 60 70 rolls of loo roll but so no i haven't panic bought I, I know people who are who are stocking up for christmas already and i'm talking turkeys i just it's just the i cannot have christmas without you can and one year i actually posted a christmas tree to you you did right? i had a little baby christmas tree on my table yes it was lovely. complete with lights mm. complete with decorations Baubles. so i had to resort to posting you a christmas tree the one thing i cannot especially when i've got young children i cannot have christmas without a tree my friend told me that the place where we get the trees from last saturday she sold 50 50 in one day wow 50 and so just to make sure i've reserved a tree just a little deposit i've reserved a tree please someone listening tell me you would also do this for the sake of your family's christmas well i don't understand uh at all so (laughs) You were right on that one. I don't understand. It's absolute madness. I knew, I knew I'd get that look. I just knew there'd be that look and you'd be like, what are you doing? Silly woman. It's very organised. Very impressed with the organisation work. That's great. So am I. I I was actually very impressed with how organised. And I've also booked something for for fireworks that's november isn't it yes so i've been quite organized i don't know why i've suddenly become so you wait till baby fernando slash roger is a little bit older and you'll be saying i need a christmas tree it, all these things are gonna happen no no i, and I, I get that i get that i think that's yeah, fair yeah. enough yeah, yeah, I, I would have, definitely have a christmas tree not for him this year he's only one uh but i will have a christmas tree from i think probably from yep. from next year maybe mm, oh, maybe not even next is... year too yeah, a bit early enough oh, oh. 
Okay. When it's, it's when it's news. necessary. Okay. 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 When it's necessary. So therefore, let me ask you this: When is he going to have his first birthday party? Are you telling me he's going to have it when he's four or five at school, or are you going to go early? No, it's, at it's, one. Well, party. I think is a stretch. I don't think we'll do a party until he's at school, but probably uh, mm. some sort of birthday thing uh, from next year. We're not doing anything this year. He's one. He. No, you have to, for one, you have to do the cake smash. Yeah, I, I know, you've this. said this. Well, you have yeah, to do that's... this. It's a, it's a lot of fun. If only we'll for the parents, something. it's we'll a something. lot of fun. I might get one balloon and... One we'll, balloon? We'll, we'll probably one get balloon. him at something. Why one balloon? Just one a balloon. balloon. Who, has, who has one balloon? Well, it could be you a, don't the have number one. one. You, can't, you can't even buy one balloon. <laughs> yeah, you can. You've number got to one. have more than... Oh, right. See, I've got to start sending you. I'm going to just send you a big box of balloons, right? <laughs> Come on. I, I want baby Fernando to have lots of balloons and a cake that he's going to put his head in for his okay. first birthday. Okay. Sound good? Uh, yeah? Yeah, okay. We uh, could do the cake thing. Okay. We would do the cake yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's a on. lot of... It's, we'll only, it's only fun for the parents. Yeah. But it's fun. Exactly. I think okay. it's all for me, isn't it, this? Well, we'll, we'll, do, yeah. so, we'll do something. It's a, it's a, and hang on, when does his birthday fall in terms of tennis tournaments? I judge everything on the tennis calendar. When people say, oh, when does term finish? I have to think about which tournament falls. So what are we looking at for yeah, so he's, baby? He's slightly inconvenient uh, in that he's towards oh. the end of the season, which is particularly busy. Uh, but I believe this year my schedule's worked out perfectly because I believe he oh. falls in uh, during next gen, which I'm not doing for the okay. first time in since it Lovely. started. And I'm actually quite devastated about it because as we discussed last week, the lineup for next gen uh, is awesome. But I won't be doing it and it will be little man's birthday. Uh, but either side of that, particularly busy with Paris well, and Turin and then Davis Cup. So, yeah. There we go. I will, I will, I will raise you awkwardness in the tele, in the tennis calendar. Yeah. My two were born five days before Wimbledon. Yeah, uh, see, that's bad uh, planning. You, that's you a, boast a, about your planning, and that a... is shocking planning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> me and you Ben, know, can I... we tried to dis- we tried to plan it ourselves. We were like, mm, I think at the end of the season would be a good time because he came three weeks early, so he was due <laughs> at the end of the season. We we were thinking. That would be an ideal time. So, uh, yeah, so annoyingly he came a little bit early, but otherwise he would have, uh, yeah, because when I was working last year, my plan was to work out the season and then have the baby, but I had to cut it a little bit short, unfortunately. Well, initially when I found out I was pregnant and I believed there to be one baby in there, that baby was due to be born and that wonderful week after Wimbledon, you know when everyone goes on holiday or gets married? Oh, when you got married. so your planning was good. That would have been perfect. But then it turns out there was two. Then they come a month early. And then it's smack bang now, sort of Eastbourne. Okay, I take it back. I take back my criticism of your planning. Because that's not bad. That's not bad. I tried. Now, something we were talking about last week, with planning in mind, but not giving birth and planning, was Emma Raducanu's next move. Because last week, there was no next move. And there was, or last time we spoke, there was no next move. And there was a coach. And this week, there is no coach and there is a next move. Well, yes. So the the next move, uh, well, there was a homecoming event in London for her and the other Grand Slam champions because Britain won four Grand Slam titles, which was uh, fairly impressive, a nice haul. Amazing. And uh, then it was the uh, Bond premiere, of course, red carpeting last night. Oh, yes, I saw the pictures. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, sort of uh, slumming it with that bunch. Fair enough. Uh, and Amazing, then when she it? gets round to it, <laughs> she's yeah. got to find a new coach. 
So this, so Andrew Richardson was the very calm figure in the box. I didn't know whether he looked terrified or calm. I couldn't actually, because I don't know him. <laughs> so I couldn't figure out through the whole of the run whether he was terrified. But, you know, it was probably, to be honest, it was probably a mixture of both, especially as the rounds went on. But he was very calm slash very terrified. But their, their arrangement was, wasn't it, that it was just for that little chunk in, in America. Was that right? Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a six-week block, which then turned into an eight-week block because she did very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. <laughs> um, and, uh, yes, it was just the the States. So she started working with him sort of post-Wimbledon and was just going to do that US Open series. So she played, I think it was, she, she played Chicago. Oh, I can't remember now. Uh, and then... Um, uh, yeah, and then the run uh, through to the, to the US Open. Uh, so it was just the option to renew with him. Uh, but don't know, I mean, whether he wanted to renew or not, whether he would have been up for doing yeah, yeah. tour life week in and week out, who who knows? I mean, you can't say it didn't go well. So <laughs> <laughs> so the audition, the, the audition, the trial, that was really good. Did you remember with um, Nicholas Massou and um, Dominic team their trial was at Indian Wells yeah when he won it and we were like okay so that worked out well yeah but then then what you would normally expect is for them to continue working together which they did team and Masu worked together for a long time so uh yeah but I think uh some people would be very surprised that she decided not to continue on uh with Andrew Richardson the thing was is that it wasn't really a trial period. They never really said it was a trial period like Team and Masu. Right. It was just a, I need somebody to be with me for this time. She knows him well. As you say, he's a very, very calm person. You know, she'd been completely in craziness, madness through the grass court season and it had caught up with her a little bit. And uh, she thought that he's the guy to sort of help help with that. And look, he must have done an absolutely fantastic job. Yeah, that's not an easy job to do. Um, so yeah, I've got no idea how uh, how he feels about it. He might be perfectly happy. He might. You, you just don't know. But they're not going to work together anymore. She and she said that she needs. She feels that she needs to work with somebody with uh, more tour experience, which is fair enough, right? I mean, that's that's absolutely fair enough because. Because she's going into the unknown. It's not as though she's a player who's been around working on the tour. Oh, I won a Grand Slam. This, Most of these places she goes, she'll be going to for the first time. She is totally new to these places. So I, I sort of see her reasoning that she would like someone ideally that has the experience of, of being on the tour because you don't want two people sort of going into the unknown. Well, yeah, that's the thing is people forget that she has not been on the tour. She's not a tour player. She's not. <laughs> that's crazy. She's not she's Grand Slam it. champion. <laughs> she's not done it. She's played a few events. That's what well, that's what she's done. It, it is so ridiculous. Like in terms of what the job is week in, week out, she's not done it. She doesn't know yet. You know, she's played some, some big tournaments and she's propelled herself up the rankings. She's done, you know, beyond ridiculously, extraordinarily well. But there is a whole life that goes with being a tennis player. You know, she has played tennis to the highest level and won these tournaments. But has she been a tennis player week in, week out, month after month, had the ups and the downs? Because every single player, even if you're Serena Williams with 23 Grand Slams, you have ups, you have downs, you have difficult times. Even Federer, Mm. Djokovic, everybody has had those things to ride out. And uh, yeah, so a lot of exciting times ahead for her. Um, And it'll be interesting to see uh, who she uh who she calls up to be by her side there's been a lot of chat from you know within mm. britain about uh, about darren cahill because he's just split with halep now i think that's sort of a convenient uh thing as in it was quite uh mm. 
yeah, I mean, I personally, I mean, look, she absolutely could sign on with Cahill. You know, whether he'd be up for it or not, I've got no idea. And, you know, he's a a very successful coach. I think he's uh, clearly somebody filled with positivity and his philosophy is quite clear because we've got the benefit of all of those on-court coaching sessions with Halep back when on-court coaching was a thing. Um, So, you know, you sort of know what she'd be getting uh, with with Cahill. Um, But yeah, but I don't know with Cahill whether he delivers that sort of week in, week out tour experience that she's sort of looking for, somebody to be by her side. And as you say, experience everything with her, but somebody with some expertise. Because, uh, you know, when he's at at the bigger tournaments at Slams, he's got media commitments to do as well. So he's not necessarily always there. He's always there for practices and matches. He's not going to (laughs) be, say, sorry, I can't do your match, Simona. (laughs) I'm commentating on uh, Magarutha over there. My bad. <laughs> so he's not going to miss anything, but you know, it's 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 everything else that goes with it, isn't it? It's dinners and it's you know that sort of team vibe. So, yeah, I'm not really sure um, whether he would be the right fit. As I say, it's sort of an obvious one just because of the timing of his split with Simona and her split with Andrew Richardson. But there are plenty of other coaches that could do a fantastic job. And it, it's. It's so interesting, this next move, and everyone's going to be... Because we should add that she was awarded a wild card into Indian Wells. Yes. I mean, I would take a wild card into Indian Wells. Well, you know me, I'd sell tickets just to be at Indian Wells. It is it is my favourite tournament. Why would you not go there? And you said initially, didn't you, that it might be a good thing for her to get back out of the UK. Yeah, this is her home and everything, but just to... And look, she's she's known around the world. Right? I mean, this, it's still crazy to say these type of things, but... Maybe it's quite good for her to get back on the road. And isn't she, I believe she's still in with a chance of qualifying for the WTA finals in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, she'd have to do really well in Indian Wells. I don't know what well, she'd have she's to do. just won the US well, Open. Yeah, so exactly. She, she could, absolutely <laughs> she could. Um, yes, so I think, yeah, I mean, she's also entered in a couple of other events as well. Um, I believe uh, Moscow as well. So whether she'll just sort of keep playing through to the back end of the year or whether she'll have a bit of a rest, uh, just not really sure. I'm sure she's just entering them. So she's got the option. Um, it seems like she's going to go to Indian Wells and uh, yeah, I mean, why not? If she wins that, then uh, you know, she might be reaching Guadalajara, <laughs> especially when it looks like there's nothing official from Barty, but it looks like Barty's not going to play. She's yeah, gone back to it. Australia and she's not playing yeah. Indian Wells. It feels like her, her season's, season's done, done you know so that yeah you know as is always the way you know maybe a, a spot or two uh does become available so yeah very uh very but exciting I, I think you're right it just it was the way it happened there was the confirmation that radicano wouldn't be continuing on with andrew richardson we then had the simona hallett wedding which darren cahill was at and the pictures and Simone had looked fabulous and then very soon after the wedding there was the announcement that they were not going to be working together and they've achieved so much together so it did it did sort of look like they'd had that discussion at the wedding didn't it (laughs) (laughs) just with the timings it was like uh yeah like you can imagine you know when Halep when the bride does the rounds of the table just come and sit down and be like Darren Darren, just right just, (laughs) just have a quick chat and then let's carry on yeah just thinking, or just uh, thinking, excellent, right, okay, we, we've got the statements, lovely. Um, maybe it's one of those things, it probably was, they decided on before, but they knew it would take up a lot of headlines and the wedding is is the big thing and the focus. Maybe it's one of those, right, let's have the wedding. And he goes back into quarantine, two weeks in a hotel to get back home. And then the statement comes out and everyone's like, wow, because I imagine to any coach, Emma Raducanu, it, it, it's tempting. 
very, very tempting to take that talent and it's still raw to a big degree. She's already won a Grand Slam. The world is at her feet. The eyes are upon her. So I can imagine it's it's very, very tempting. But you've got to think as a coach because if she, I don't know her exact requirements, but I imagine rather than one of the players who's a bit older that says, oh, I need a bit of consulting and maybe you'll turn up for certain masters and grand slams, but you don't have to be here. I imagine at her age, you would think she'd want someone more kind of around the clock because as we go back to, this is all really new. So she doesn't want someone sort of popping up at six tournaments. She wants someone almost sort of guiding her through this in the early stages. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I could totally see that being a possibility. It's, It's difficult to know really what, what she yeah. actually wants she said tour experience so you know people will think about the the big name coaches you you know she worked with Nigel Sears for a long time yeah. and you know Darren Cahill is maybe in a, a similar bracket in terms of level of experience the years and years out on tour Patrick Moratoglu all of these big flashy names but um you know she was working with Nigel so she had that and so, so I don't think that might be what she's looking for she's probably as I say she's probably looking for somebody who's a bit more sort of uh you know has lived is living the life on the tour a little bit low-key she doesn't need that sort of flashes yeah. look she might go for it like fine great I've got no idea I've got I've got no also, intel here people <laughs> I also think there's the everyone talks about the super coaches which are normally your former players and then there's a level below that of your Cahills and and the whim for sets etc but and I think sometimes people assume that you have to have played at a level well that's what the super coaches are the ones who have been there seen it done it but I just I just get the feel and you've worked with different coaches that that's not always the case so we look at football Arsene Wenger and Jose Mourinho pretty rubbish footballers but look at what they have achieved at the game. Do you see what oh, I mean? Course, you don't always course. have have to have that. You don't have to have won a Grand Slam to be an extraordinary coach. I think sometimes you assume, well, of course you'd put her with this person or that person because she needs this or that person. But look at Tom Hill with Maria Sakkari. Mm. You know, it's she's just broken into the top 10, which is the first time um, Greece has had a, a, a male and a female player in the top 10. So it's just incredible. I imagine, and again, you could correct me on this, but surely it's about the relationship because I don't want to be traveling week in, week out. I might They might have won 10 Grand Slam titles, but if they're no fun at dinner or at training or sitting in a car or sitting on a plane with, I don't know, that would really get to me. I, I, I just think we put these big names in the frame, but look at these other coaches who are doing really well and don't necessarily have the tennis pedigree. Well, yeah, and look, she's proven that she can win a slam. She she knows the tennis. When, when, yeah, when she yeah, says tour yeah. experience, people don't realise the majority of your day is living life on the tour, not on the tennis court. She's got the tennis court down. She she gets that. Yeah, you can see how, yeah. how she plays. What what she doesn't know yet, she doesn't know how she's going to fare with the the tour life off the court. And, and, you know, you want somebody, okay, you don't want somebody similar in age. You don't want somebody who's 18 years old, but somebody younger that you can connect with a little bit more because as much as, you know, coaches can be, you know, really fantastic, it is difficult when you're a teenage girl traveling with a 50-year-old man. I did it. It's it's hard. It, it yeah. It's not, you know, you're, you just, yeah, it, it, it's difficult. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you look at somebody like, uh, you know, when Osaka started working with Sasha Bayin, now, Sasha Bayin yep. had no sort of coaching achievements of 
the level that he then went on, on to with Osaka. But no. he did have tour experience. He'd been on the tour as a hitter. He had lived it week in, week out. He liked the life. He understood how everything worked. And that was perfect because Osaka could sort of take care of the tennis stuff a lot of the, a lot of the time. As in, he, he clearly coached her and helped her with her game. But ultimately... Um, you know, he wasn't somebody like a, a Cahill or somebody coming in saying, this works, execute, off you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, somebody like that, that's that's sort of who I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's a much uh, sort of low key, more low key name uh, than the big flashy ones. I would be more surprised if it was somebody flashy, to be honest. Um, but hey, I mean, she's made uh, strong decisions so far, I mean, a lot of people were questioning why she would have split with Nige after doing so well at Wimbledon and through the grass court season. Well, turned out that it was clearly a, a good decision for her, or at least didn't do anything. I mean, maybe she would have done exactly the same if she'd been with Nige to the US Open Series. Who knows? Nigel Sears I'm talking about. Um, uh, but either way, it didn't, didn't do her any harm. So she's clearly uh, you know, very in control. So I'm sure she knows what she's looking for, and uh, she will have her agency on the case. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I want to go back to Maria Sacri if I can because into the top ten reached the final in Estrava, but it was her comments afterwards. She said, and I think this is quite interesting because we talk about Emma Raducanu at the age she is, being a teenager, being a Grand Slam champion. Maria Sacri is, what, 20, I want to say 26? I want to say 26. Yeah. And she said, it almost means more than if I'd done it at 20 because it shows that there were people who believed in me when maybe others didn't. And it's almost, and you saw people like Angelique Kerber got the success a little bit later, but Maria Sacri said, she feels it means more to her to have worked and to have done it at the age of 26 than if she had broken into the top 10 as, as say, a 19, 20-year-old. Yeah, it's a phenomenal achievement. I have to say that I think in at least three pods I've called Maria Sakkari a top 10 player because I just sort of thought she was. I knew that she wasn't a top 10 player, but in my yeah. head she's a top 10 player because she's in the best 10 yeah. in the world like as in if i were to name the 10 best players in the world she was in there yeah. she wasn't officially ranked in the top 10 but ultimately i was like well i mean she's she's a top tenner in my mind so uh yeah <laughs> so when that came up i was like oh yeah she's not been in the top 10 or she's oh there we go she is now i i knew it was coming <laughs> it's just it's been ages i think i feel like it's been all year i've thought of her as a top 10 player well is is that like me thinking that Borna Chorich is about 26 and he's still only 24 yeah. because he's been around. I think every year I'm going, really? is he? Is he that? Okay, fine. That's a similar case for me. Yeah, he's we, only we, 24. Yeah, like we want to we want to get an official investigation into how Auger Asim is still qualifying for next gen. Like that doesn't, that yeah. doesn't make <laughs> any sense. <laughs> There's some people you just think, well, well hang on a second. And you're right, Sakari, you think, well, of, of course she's top 10. No, she's top 10 now, but she hasn't been, but she's been a fixture. And it just, it, it, it goes back to it, doesn't it? It, it? It's the hard work. It's people believing you. Maybe when others thought, well, she's not going to do it or she'll be a good player. But, and I think, I think maybe in life as well, the older you are, I don't, I don't know whether it's just you've got more life experience and there's been more lows. Whereas when you're 18 
realistically, how many low lows are you going to have at 18? Probably not as many as when you're 26 and you've been, you've suffered, whether it's be defeats or in life. So I can kind of get that, that maybe things you earn later in life mean a little bit more. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. And we've seen it the other side somebody like a Serena or Rafa, you know, players that have been winning the title since they've been teenagers, ultimately. They've said that yeah. it gets harder, doesn't it? Because it, you it, you get more nerves. It, it means more because you, you realise what you're doing. It's, it's much better when you're younger. You sort of close your eyes and have a swing and it all just, it all just happens. Well, it's like, have you seen it on ski slopes? You get those, like, three-year-olds yeah. without ski poles and they fly past you yeah. and you're thinking, you've got to be kidding me because they've got no fear. Yeah, but also it's they don't have far to fall. You. That's the thing is they don't have, they're so tiny. They don't have far to fall. And then when you're bigger and more experienced, there's more on the line. Like it just, it is, it, it's, it's worth more, I think. Um, so I can totally understand what, what she's saying. But I do sort of feel sorry for her because I saw the announcement on social media of her being top 10. And as I say, my response was merely to sh- shrug because I was like, well, she's been in the top 10 for me for the last six months. So I don't know. I mean, the official rankings are finally catching up. But uh, so I feel really bad because there should be more fanfare about it where I'm like, yeah, sure. Cool. Whatever. Well, hopefully those closer to her did a bit of a fanfare. They didn't just shrug. <laughs> go, All oh, right. I thought you already were one. Thanks, mum. Great. Thanks. <laughs> so hopefully there's a bit more of a she's done it. But I, I think it. I think it's amazing. I think just even this year, seeing what she's done and the steps that she's made and the progress that she's made. I think, uh, look, I've I've never interviewed Maria Sacri, but she always seems very open and lovely. And that relationship with Tom, it works, doesn't it? They just seem to have a, a very good, easy relationship. And But again, it takes all sorts. Some, need, some people need a super coach. Some people need the name next to them. Some people need the most, I imagine, expensive coach out there. Because it's like with anything, if you think the more you pay, the better it is, whether it be a... I don't know, pair of shoes, handbag, car, whatever. The more you pay, the better it is, which some people live by. And for others, it's just what works for them. And it might be mm. something a bit cheaper. Yeah. And then you look at, like you were saying, you look at Tom Hill, the work he's done with Zachary. He's never taken anyone to the top 10 before, but he has now. So, yeah, yeah it's it's, it's huge. I mean, it's been a, a long, they've been together a long time now. It feels like a long time anyway. Um, you know, and from, you know, 20 something I think she would have been about 20 something when they started working together to to the top 10 that is a tough tough journey to go on I mean she's absolutely phenomenal but what a great job uh, done by him so another great British tennis coach yeah yeah absolutely now our listeners in America might be able to put more flesh on this but did you even know aside from the fact that we do on our social media if I hadn't looked at social media I would not have known that the Labour Cup was taking place. Oh, yes. Well, well, we talked about it last week, so <laughs> I did know it was happening because <laughs> <laughs> we were mentioning it. Um, yes, I did know that it was happening. Um, I did watch bits of it. Did you watch bits of it? I, I did. Didn't watch I did watch bits of it. It's a very busy time sports-wise. I mean, it's obviously based on the Ryder Cup and the Ryder Cup was on at the same time. Um, it was uh, actually, I think it was even more one-sided than the Ryder, <laughs> Ryder Cup, which was uh, definitely yeah, was. A, a feat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? It's a new event. Um, it does take a little bit of time to bed in. I don't think that it has 
had for me i don't think that it has had the same impact as uh the next gen has okay so for me the next right. gen yeah. is another yeah. new event it's been around for a few years i think that has been it has far surpassed anyone's expectations yeah. i think even the atp when they set it up it's gone from strength to strength to absolute madness this year i mean honestly <laughs> the semi-finals of the next gen could be semi-finals in a grand slam it's it's bonkers yeah. um so i i think that that you know the combination of trying out the different rules which have been adopted by the atp mm. tour as well so whether it was the uh the shot clock or the free movement in the crowd you know these things have been picked up by the atp tour so there's a real link there yeah there's a reason for yeah. it um it's a, it's a great time in the season you know, all of it it just for me uh has has really really worked well and with the labor cup i feel like there's so much that works a lot of it is great i mean i love the team uh the team vibe of course you know um we do have other team events though we have atp cup we have davis cup with mm. billy jean king cup um and we have hotman cup coming back don't we we have hotman oh, cup yes coming back. yeah wow uh yeah so it's just yeah it i feel like the labor cup has been very successful uh has it sort of punched through in the way that next gen has uh i don't think so so how does it punch through does it need people are talking about this on social media does it need to change its format or its style does it need to add women into the mix because at the moment it's it's an all male event so with that do we need to get rid of team europe and, and team world and just have i don't know team macaron team borg you know what what could because the next gen came in and i think it was so different in terms of the scoring and the shot clock and it was so it felt so different it really grasped the imagination and you were looking at the stars of the future here you've got a bit of a mishmash yes you've got the big guys and then you might have some sort of not so big guys and it and roger federer obviously couldn't play and i think there was a post from nadal on social media saying hey roger how about doubles next year and we know Roger Federer is heavily involved in it. So he turned up and did a little bit of waving and that went down very well. But what is there one thing you could see? As I say, is it adding women? Is it just getting scrapping team Europe and team world? What do you think would get it to punch through on what is a very, very already congested tennis calendar? I love the team Europe and team world thing. I think that makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, as I say, I think a lot about it really, really works. I love the team benches and, um, you know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy watching it. Um, it's just more about, I suppose, what it means. I do think that it's an obvious thing. I know a lot of people have been talking about it with, um, bringing women in, uh, to the format, um, and I do think that's quite an obvious thing because it's one of tennis's biggest strengths is that we have the women on the same platform at so many events. Um, and that is not usual. Uh, it's, it's very, very rare in other sports, even when, you know, the women are so strong. But, you know, women's tennis is the biggest sport in the world. As you say, it has the, the superstars, the, the multi-million pound investments. It, it brings so, so much. So, yeah, it seems like an obvious um way to to make it slightly just a bit more unique maybe a bit more intriguing but i don't know whether that would um whether it would do it or not um i don't know i think maybe it's just a bit a bit of time um mm. to be honest because i think year on year i have felt more and more connected to it um for yeah. sure and i just mm. think that it's it's a little bit of a little bit of time bedding in i yeah i don't really have a, a massive solution i think it's a great event i feel very positively about it 
um, as I say, I really enjoy watching it. It's just about that that meaning to it. You know, when you've got, um, you know, you have other players, some like Hubert Hercatch is winning a tournament at the same time because he won in Mets, I think it was. Um, yeah, so it's very difficult when you have players choosing to play elsewhere yeah. or, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it just becomes difficult because there's other stuff on at the same I don't, time. I still don't think it's a priority for people. I think... I think that's it, isn't it? When when you look at a Grand Slams, that's a priority, whether you're a tennis... It's a priority for some people. I mean, it's, it's a, a huge priority for Kyrgios and there are others. It would be a priority for Federer, of course, you know. And I think for, um, for the watching... I think it is. I think it's... Yeah, I think it... But it needs to maybe be more of a priority. So if there was um, the US Open, people would... And look, there was the clash with the Ryder Cup this year that really didn't help. But from my point of view, I was I was working on a... On a show that involved the Ryder Cup, we had a big boxing fight with Anthony Joshua and football. So that really sort of consumed me. So I wasn't able to watch it, although I think I would have really enjoyed watching. It was almost my sort of stepping back from tennis, almost a bit of a breather. Do you see what I mean? And and I'm just trying to think if I hadn't been doing this other work on this other show, whether I'd have watched it. And I'm not sure I'd have gone out in search of it. I like seeing the little clips on social media and there's always some fun stuff from it, but for me it's it's sort of not a priority whereas even if i wasn't working on it searching out indian wells obviously the grand slams billy jinking cup finals tour finals would be a priority so i think it's but as i say i love it when i see the bits on social media i love it and it's fun but i'm not i'm not sure what it i'm not sure what it means in the grand scheme of things i think for me that's where it's it. i think it's a lot of fun but i'm not sure the meaning of it see what i mean yeah, and I think also it's difficult because we're from a nation where, you know, we don't have anyone in it. So, yeah, um, yeah absolutely. for example, the show that you're working on, you know, you've got a British boxer boxing. Yes. You've, you know, you've got... British Formula Brits One driver, competing Brits in, in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, you've got, yeah, exactly, football, Brits yeah. and Formula One, Brits and Ryder Cup. So, so in terms of this, I wonder what it'd be like in the States. I mean, maybe our American listeners can, yeah, be can tell us how it's gone yeah. over there or if you're from you know, the European country, countries and, you know, if you're from Norway, you're in Europe yeah. and you've got Kasper Ruud playing for the first time, were you really sort of getting behind it or, or, or what? So that, that, I think maybe that does put a little bit of a, a different, a different mm. flavour on it. But look, I think it's really positive. As I say, I, I actively put it on. I watched a lot, uh, some, some bits of it and, uh, you know, I very much enjoyed it as entertainment, but in terms of, yeah, that feeling of, of meaning, meaning. Um, at the moment it is growing though. I think year on year it is growing for me. Uh, so maybe it's just something that in five years, look, it doesn't have the luxury that Ryder Cup has and all these other, you know, Wimbledon, it, these things have been around for hundreds of years. You have to start it's, somewhere, uh, right? You have yeah, to build of course you do. a history. You have to build a past. You have to, of course you do. And I think the thing with the next gen, Maybe the reason that's punched through and that really has meaning is because it is sort of the pinnacle. It's something that all of those players are fighting for through the year. And to get to next gen, okay, I I, I understand that uh, maybe this this season's uh, <laughs> field is almost too strong, but um, you know, and, and we have had players that have qualified for the the tour finals and haven't been able to play in in next gen, and they've chosen that. Um, and Sinner is saying he's trying to get to the tour finals in Turin's, and he probably wouldn't play Milan. Um, but you know, with those exceptions, it really does feel like. Um, 
the pinnacle of of the year for those players to go and, and win think, that title. And we've seen what the winners have got on to achieve. It's been phenomenal. And I think also we're looking for the next generation. So the next gen is about the stars of the future. And we've spent so long and now we're starting to see that changing of the guard. But who's going to replace? Who's the next Federer or Djokovic, Murray, etc. We, we've been desperately looking for the, the players to take that mantle on, to, to keep the game up there, to take it to that next generation. So I think the meaning for me of next gen is seeing those guys, as you say, they at the start of the year. I remember one year Francis Tiafo saying, yep, it's I really want to qualify for next gen. That's my aim. They have an aim. They have their tour finals and it's following their progress. So you follow their progress through the year and then you watch them and you're you're looking for the next stars. You're looking for the next generation. And again, I think for Labour Cup, I think it's a hell of a lot of fun. But I just, just the meaning. For, I don't know what it means. Like Team yeah. Europe winning. Well done. Do you see what I, I, I'm not being, I, I say I really enjoy it. When I have chance to watch it, I enjoy it. But for me, there's no kind of like, what's the end game? What's what's the end game of the Labour Cup? It's, I don't want to call it an exhibition, but it's, it, it kind of is in many ways. Because there is a little bit of exhibition stuff there, the stuff in the bit. I think it's a hell of a lot of fun. But for me, again, I'm not sure, you know, what what does Team Europe beating Team World mean? And maybe I just should stop looking for a meaning and enjoy it as some as just fun. That's what it is. So I've have you got your rotor roster? Do you say rotor or roster, firstly? We've had this before. We had a whole pod, not a whole pod, we had a whole section of pod, pod roster versus roster. And what did you say? The roster There's been so many of is... these pods that <laughs> I don't it's remember. True. Right. Okay. Well, this is the 149th. I don't is know it? which one it was in. I'd have to do a when, lot of listening to When do we celebrate? Do we have a or you you'll be like with Maria you'll be like with Maria Sacker, you'll be like, Yeah, whatever. I thought we'd done a few. Yeah. <laughs> 150? Like, we okay. can celebrate a 150. Okay. We forgot the one hundred, so, didn't we? We were a bit late yeah, today. We got like 103 and we were so, like, oh. Go on, remind me, Road to Roster, what's it mean? So roster is the list of people that you select from. So uh, a football team has a roster of well, no, the football team's not not ideal. Just but as football, a squad, football team has it? a roster a of twenty two. Well, it's Ameri- an American roster is name. American word. Okay, yeah. so you have an NFL ro- roster, right? You have yeah. your fifty players that are on the roster, and you select yeah. from the roster. So it, for our work, we have a roster of people that are in for the week and then you are put into a rotor which is your times and shifts you're selected as, into your rotor as we're not american i would say i just say rotor because i think roster's an american word that i we don't, don't need use. roster because you've just got your ro- you've got your rotor for indian wells there's no and it's just roster a, is irrelevant and, and it's just a list of people it's not roster yeah, it's just you don't, a list you don't of need people. roster at all it's just the rotor you've got the rotor i have my rotor i yeah. have my hours and i looked at my hours and i thought oh because again, we're we're remotely covering as so much of our work is really still because you know COVID is still out there, and uh, so we're we're going through the night most nights. Is that is that the same yeah. for you? Through the night most night? Yeah, pretty much. I think I'm on the earlier shift, Ooh. but there's no such thing as early shift in uh, when it comes to indie worlds. But earlier shift actually, uh, so am on I. My rotor. Oh, this could work because I'm due to do matches one, three, and five. Okay, so cool. but you do just a chunk, don't this? We it never works. We could, we works. could, we it could never works. I think, I think it's going to work this time. I'm telling really? you, prepping. Well, I'm prepping. I don't know. I'm if, telling if, everybody, it's going to work. But to be honest, if I'm working seven p.m. till five a.m., coming home, sleeping, getting up, 
getting two six-year-olds dressed in the right clothes to take the right things to school, coming back, I'm not sure I'll be in a fit state to record anything, to be honest, during Indian Well, <laughs> it could be fun then. <laughs> Would you like me to order your Christmas tree in the meantime? It's just no. a deposit. It's just a deposit. No. Then you'll have a tree and get your I little don't, one. I don't want just a, a little tree. one. I've got you no room tree. for a tree. You know, what do you mean you've got no room for a tree? Well, that's exactly what I just said. Everyone has room for a Christmas tree. Oh. I love Christmas and I'll pop my lights up. Well, it's...